0: Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, Our Trying Pod. Ben, how are you, man?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, yeah, for you, two million people out there who listen, we're glad that I'm, a, I'm an understanding. Uh, you're,
0: you're a hype man. Where it's like yin and yang. Uh, how it's are you great. doing, dude? What's going on? Anything new going on in your life? You want to? Uh, you want to bless us with, Father.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, so I'm going to Dallas, Texas tomorrow for the RADVO convention. that happens every other year, so I'm excited. Hopefully, I'll see some of you guys down there. If you're not familiar with that, it's like an Episcopal church conference, so you really don't need to be familiar with it, but more exciting and probably uh, a little bit more, uh, I mean, I guess people would know about it, I have been watching The Sopranos uh for the not for the first time. I mean, I watched it like 20 years ago, but it was no, you I don't know about you, Nick.
0: Like you watched it live? Like did you watch every episode 20 years ago? No,
1: no, no. So 20 years ago, I mean, this really was before Friday Night Lights when I first got Netflix and Bins to show. Pretty much every show before that was just like, you know, you caught it the night it came out. Or you didn't. So there didn't, would be some shows t-bo? that I Ben, you weren't a T TiVoer. No, definitely not. Definitely okay. not. Okay. Uh, I don't think we had it. Maybe we did. I just didn't know how to use it. But uh yeah. So it could I could watch sh- an episode and then weeks could go by. And I but you know, I I had no problem at that time being like, Well, you know, I missed it. I it's not like I can buy it until the DVD comes out. So I would just like watch then Next episode that was five episodes later. Totally. So yeah.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. So you've 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 lived in that world, but you haven't like seen the entire story.
1: That's right. So and now that I'm binging it, which I've been binging it hard. How, how many
0: I've, episodes? How <laughs> many episodes have you watched in the last
1: 36 hours? I think I, I have to say that I think I've binge this show faster than any show before. So I watched six episodes night one. It really was like back in college, like it's three o'clock in the morning. It's like yes, you're back in school, <laughs> drinking
0: whiskey, bada bing. Bada bing. <laughs> kidding, listeners, kidding.
1: And then, uh yeah, I think I watched seven yesterday, so getting a lot of work done. So what character <laughs> do you most relate to besides Chris? Uh Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, well... You you foisted Chris upon me. Uh, I feel like you you resonate with one of the characters. So I want,
0: I want to hear. Well, I've been name. told several times that I have like Uncle Polly vibes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody has ever said that. I do think what is funny, and maybe one of our listeners will like create a little image for us. I think my wife dresses, in some ways, my wife dresses very similar to Carmela <laughs> Soprano.
1: <laughs> oh, that's actually really good. That's actually really good. I will say, though, thinking about last week's collect, which was, um, you know, about God's power being displayed chiefly in mercy and mm -hmm. pity. This is the antithesis. This is, you know, competitive power where, you know, people listen to Tony Soprano because, I mean, if they don't, he's going to take them out. Whereas, you know, the, the radical thing about last week's colic was God's power is displayed chiefly in mercy and pity, um, which is that upside down gospel. And because, you know, God is not a thing and has no competition. Well,
0: but what about so. like, is, is Tony Soprano like more ready to hear than we are to pray? Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask, except through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right, gang. Well, I mean, this is just another one of those
1: colics where that first line is so great. You are always more ready to hear than we to pray. I don't think any of us believe that. Or at least our, our prayer lives do not reflect that. Why is it that we so often don't pray? I think a lot of the time it's just like we don't we don't think God's really listening. Or, you know, you know, maybe God likes the prayers where like we're like, hey, your will be done. But, you know, when I ask for things, God's not really going to give me things. God, That's not really, like, right there. But right here it says, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray. Um, God is closer to you than the vein in your neck. And then it goes on to say, you know, he's ready to give more than we either desire or deserve. I mean, how can that be true, Nick? You know what I mean? Like, just... If we really believe that that God is more ready to give than we even desire. If we believe that we would pray all the time. We would pray continuously as Paul tells us to. But I pray very timidly. I pray shyly, uh, even though I am, you know, perpetually and unceasingly preoccupied with my own perceived needs. I pray about them too seldomly. Uh, I don't know about you. Maybe you're just a better prayer than me. Yeah,
0: yeah I think that is true. But um, <laughs> no, I, I do. I, yeah, this it, it's a shocking prayer. I mean, I think if you were to make this into a series of prep like prepositions, like no one would actually believe this to be true. I think you're right about that. Um, I mean, I, 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 it is when you just have a repeated experience of asking for something concretely and not receiving it, it does retard your own faith in that way. You know, it doesn't, it makes it hard to really like be consistent and persistent and petitionary intercessory prayers. But I, that is part of the biblical witness. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not
1: saying this to be like, Oh, well, you know, this prayer goes too far. I don't really believe it. What I'm bringing this up for is like, this is, the character of God. Yeah. And I don't believe it. And yeah. I want to believe it as they yeah. know, as Paul's all says, this college is a treasure chest, truly overflowing with uplifting insights. I mean, that's so good. Uh, and then, so, you know, we, we, we say he's more ready to hear than we to pray. He's always right there. Uh, you know, a lot of times we think of, you know, the, the conversation that we have with God in prayer it's, you know, we're having it and it's more of a one way, but this prayer is saying, actually, the conversation is more one way, the other way around. Mm. God's always just kind of waiting for us to talk to him and not just yeah. talk to him, but to ask him for things that
0: we don't deserve more than we could desire, uh, which is truly incredible. I like that, man. Yeah, I think what you said about it being the nature of God, um, it uh, reminded me, um, listeners, will have picked up on the fact that I, I typically only read one theology book at a time. And so when I'm like quoting from one author every week, it's because that's the one book I'm reading at the moment. And I'm continuing to work my way through this very dense systematic theology by Robert Jensen. And he has this quote directly related to prayer um, that I is pretty, is pretty banger. The criterion of the triune God's self identity is Jesus. So God is what Jesus does just in his openness to his fellow human beings. Therefore, that God listens to us and responds to us is the very way he is faithful to himself. God is not God in spite of changing his mind, in spite of answering prayer or failing to do so. He is God because he does and can do such things wholeheartedly. Operatively, unabashed petitionary prayer is the one decisively appropriate creaturely act over against the true God? So pray unabashedly and boldly because that is what God is after.
1: That's good. I mean Robert Jensen, like a God among men, smart guy. So what do we, so what are we praying for if God is always there and is more on like the side of uh, you know, on the the one way conversation that we think of with prayer, if God is actually the one who's more ready, uh, pour upon us the abundance of your mercy. So we're asking for mercy, we're asking for forgiveness, we're acknowledging that we're unworthy, and yet we continue. We don't just stay there with forgiveness. We say and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask. So we're continuing that line of thought, right? If God is always ready to talk to us, always ready to give more than we could ever want, it's continuing with, with that, like, we might not be worthy, but give us those good things even though we're unworthy. It's a lot like we've talked about this in the past, the, uh, you know, the, the prayer of humble access, the, 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 pr- the, the woman who comes up to Jesus, uh, who's a Gentile, and ask for healing for her daughter and Jesus says to her you know in in a way that's inviting her to press forward to ask more you know hey you're you're not Jewish you're not one of the chosen people I'm not going to give to the dogs what Jews would slanderously call Gentiles when you know what I should give to the children and she says right you know uh, but even the dogs eat from under the children's table, like displaying that faith, displaying exactly what this collect is calling for. He's ready to hear us. He's ready to give to us more than we deserve. And so it's just we're, we're praying for those things that we don't deserve. Uh, there's this collect is very didactic in that way. It's saying, OK, of course, you don't deserve this. Of course, you, none, none of us really deserve God's ear all the time. But we boldly pray for this because this is what God wants for us.
0: It's too good to be true. And yet we're, we're saying it's true. Yeah, man. Um, what What is something, what's a good thing that you are not worthy to ask for that you would believe God might give you, man? I um, mean, you know, I go to the Lamborghinis
1: or right now I really want a Mercedes because... <laughs> Yeah, the, the Sopranos—they all—they all drop the babies.
0: Is that a good thing? That so, you're yeah, not? Yeah,
1: no, that's that's definitely not what this prayer is about. Um, though I do want to continue in that bold, praying boldly thing. Okay, but no, yeah. um, I think it's really just kind of like I don't know. Like I think for the things I, like you know, sometimes I think, you know, like, oh, I shouldn't pray for a job or this or that. Like, yeah, I kind of may over spiritualize things sometimes when it's like. No, like you know I'd sometimes i remember back in when nick and i were in seminary and i lived with all the international students and some of the things that i would be talking to them about wanting this or that and they'd be like oh well you just need to pray about that and yeah i'll give that to you and you know it's like i almost kind of felt like embarrassed like oh like you know god doesn't care about like that kind of stuff but at the same time what i should have learned from them
0: is like well god is deeply concerned with the ordinary Oh. No, man, that's so true. I, I remember, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an obnoxious 36 year old. I was a very obnoxious 20 year old. And I remember like, or maybe 21 year old. I remember like when I was around that age, and I was starting to read theology for the first time and thought I, you know, figured stuff out. And I was talking to my dad, and I like, we were talking about a church in our in like a um, part of like the urban core in Kansas City, that I kind of was like criticizing for being kind of prosperity gospel ish. And I said something to the effect of like, well, God doesn't want to give those people a car. Like, why would they like, you know, make that part of their whatever. And I remember my dad like offered me this very incisive, like automatic critique, basically saying like, well, look, if you are someone who has been materially pretty disadvantaged and have just kind of lived under that shell, the notion that God would want to give you or God would want something more for you than that type of material poverty is actually like very empowering to think like, yeah, I could, I could drive a nice car. Like who's to say I can't drive a nice car. It's like, wow, that was pretty, uh, that was pretty insightful. I, I, that I was always stuck with me. Yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, and I guess like really.
1: And I think that's why it's included in this prayer. The miracle of miracles is that God does not operate on the level of distributive justice. Um, the, that the emphasis on the undeserving really is here so we're praying for forgiveness and i think that a lot of people in our day and age they don't really get forgiveness i mean uh we can talk about cancel culture we can talk i mean like i I, I don't want to yes i want you to
0: talk about cancel (laughs) uh,
1: culture (laughs) but i mean just more like i don't yeah really don't want to be political here but more just like this kind of lack of like you're you're one and done you get what you deserve that's in the air that we breathe and yet, according to this colic, and obviously according to scripture, the whole thing of the cross, right, is Christ coming toward you and me, the undeserving, and the, all those other undeserving people whom we don't like. And one uh, of like, I don't know, have you? Do you remember the show Rev, Nick? The the, the BBC uh, I, show. I remember
0: you liking it, but I've never oh, okay. seen an episode of it.
1: <laughs> I don't know what episode it was, but um, it's the, it follows this like Church of England vicar who's at this very poor church and uh he's a very complicated screwed up person but he he means really well and i remember at the end of one of the episodes he's sitting next to like this his like alcoholic parishioner who's probably on drugs but they had this kind of warm like just relationship and uh this this alcoholic uh, is like, oh, I, I just hate that guy, Richard Dawkins. He wrote the book, The God Deluded, and I don't like him one bit. Uh, and you're supposed to laugh because it, it's the wrong book. Uh, but the reverend in the show talks about how, you know, Richard Dawkins, I, I signed the book. He's, he's a smart guy. I think the book is deeply flawed. But then he goes on to say what's most flawed about it is that Dawkins simply is baffled by the concept of forgiveness. And I would say that our culture is a little bit as well. We are all about distributive justice, Um, (laughs) even though none of us want it in the prisons, but we're all about it in our day-to-day lives. Mm. With this collect and what the scriptures say is that we who are unworthy to approach the throne of grace are invited and not merely invited but God is more ready to hear than we are even to approach him. And God is more like, he just, he wants to give to the, to you and me and to the Mm. people we don't like Mm. the undeserving. And that's the good news of this prayer. So friends, I don't know what it is you need. I don't know what it is you want, but rather than just not praying or like, being timid or saying, Oh, God's not interested in giving people stuff like that. Just pray for it.
0: Amen. Who knows? Yeah. That's a good word, man. That's a really good word.
1: All right. Almighty and everlasting God, you are always more ready to hear than we to pray and to give more than we either desire or deserve. Pour upon us the abundance of your mercy, forgiving us those things of which our conscience is afraid and giving us those good things for which we are not worthy to ask, except through the merits and mediation of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. about that episode of our triune pod now that you've been prepped for praise won't you do us a solid and subscribe and review we promise to keep the outlandish illustrations coming so be sure to join us for another episode of your new favorites